Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Thank you, Lord. I don't mean that just because that's a phrase that we've said over and over and over again. Sometimes I get a little uh, worn out with Christian phrases, but God is good. And um, I started talking uh, two weeks ago because the Lord had impressed upon my, my thinking the scripture that um, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Spirit, and that did not go away from me. So I thought, well, maybe he's trying to send a message that I dig into the kingdom of God. Well, I knew better than to do a full uh, Genesis to Revelation word study on uh, kingdom. So I thought, well, I'll I'll just uh, start in Matthew. So I went to Matthew. There's around 50 references to kingdom. Of course, not all of them apply. But uh, and then I saw in Luke, there's 45. So there's God talks a lot about the kingdom. Of course, Matthew, Mark and Luke could have overlap where they're talking about the same thing because repeating what Jesus said. But what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom. uh, And let me just say this kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. They both belong to who? They both belong to God. They belong to him. And so. Um, I'm not going to separate them. I'm going to see them as the same thing. And so, um, but I believe that God wants us to walk in his kingdom. I believe he wants us to live in his kingdom. What is the kingdom? Well, the king, uh, king, uh, kingdom means king's domain, Who is the king of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God? It would be God the Father or Jesus. We know that in Revelation, it talks about Jesus being the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Another definition of kingdom would be the rule and the reign of Christ. And so as I was preparing, actually, I didn't have to do much preparing because I only get to two scriptures in a sermon, and so, man, I've got, this will go on forever, 52 weeks, you know. But uh, as I was, uh, as I was meditating on this, the, the scripture from Amos, and uh, Amos 3.3, 3, and really, that would, that's a wonderful scripture in Amos 3. But in Amos 3.3, it says, Can two walk together unless they be agreed? Can you walk with 
Can, uh, let me, well, Joel had mentioned this morning uh, in the worship service, uh, think about the one, have you ever been in love? Well, my first thought was, you know, my wife, you know, I, I remember and I remember, you know, not, and I still think about her. But uh, I remember, you know, just wanting to be with her all the time. And I was five hours away and, you know, just wanted to, wanted to be with her, talk with her. We would talk on the phone and that sort of thing. Yeah, when you had to pay for it. You know, I remember buying a roll of quarters, you know, feeding the phone booth. The kind that Superman used to change in. But, you know, uh, after you get married, it seems like that you can walk in disagreement. Have you ever noticed that when you disagree with someone, you want to distance yourself from that person? Well, the Bible, uh, the Bible knows that. And so the Bible says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Are we in agreement with the king? We say, oh, I want the presence of the Lord. I want the power of the Lord. I want the anointing of the Lord. But are we in agreement with the king? You say, well, how can I be in agreement? He gives us his will and his word. Okay. To the degree, to the degree that we are in agreement with him is to the degree that we open the door for his presence, his power, and his anointing to come into our lives. You say, well, he's on the inside of us already. Well, why does it say in Revelation 3, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door, I will come in. You say, well, that's for sinners. No, that he was speaking to a church. He's outside of the church and he's knocking, trying to get into the church. And so... When we open the door, how we distance ourselves from people when we disagree with them. You know, they might be in the same room, but we distance ourselves in our thoughts. We distance ourselves in our emotions. We do not want to be near someone that is in disagreement with us. You say, well, I'm not like that. Well, praise the Lord. Come lay your hands on me. So anyway, we, are we in agreement with the king? If we're going to live successfully in the kingdom of God, we've got to be in agreement. We've got to be in agreement in our thought life. You know, we can come to church and we can, uh, we can do our thing. We can lift up our hands. We can even carry a Bible. But are we in agreement in our thought life? Well, there's a lot of thoughts I can't cover. Well, you know, the Bible says, you know, that my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. But that doesn't, that was talking to a people that were in rebellion to God. He's not talking about you. You are a child of God. You are, if you come to this church, you hear the word. You hear the Bible. We encourage you to read the Bible. I remember my Bible teacher used to tell us, he said, don't just, 
Don't just believe because I tell you, look in the word to see if what I am saying is so. Are we in agreement in our thought life? Do you think about your spouse the way God thinks about your spouse? Do you think about the person sitting next to you the way God thinks about them? Do you think about the people you don't like the way God thinks about them? Do you know the problem is, is we think God thinks like we do when we are not in agreement with him. I think it's Psalm 50. that uh, <laughs> The Bible says, you think I think like you. The reality is, is we are the ones that need to change, not God. I've heard it said that uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then God created man, and then man has been trying to create God in his own image ever since. <laughs> the reality is, is we are the ones that are, that are to be conformed into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We are to be in agreement with our actions. Am I in agreement with my actions? Not just when I come to church, but outside of church. Am I living a holy life? Am I, am I living a holy life? Am I thinking holy thoughts? Am I doing holy things? Do I have holy actions? Say, so, oh, I don't know about this, Pastor. You, you. <laughs> the Bible does talk about holiness. God says, be ye holy, for I'm holy. And it's not an, it can't be an unattainable thing if God tells you to do it. Right. Be ye holy, for I'm holy. Do you know, the more we conform to him, the better our lives are. The more we conform to him, the more we see his kingdom being manifested in our lives. If I, if I treat my wife the way and think about her and talk about her the way God does, then I'm going to have the kingdom of God in my house. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I will have righteousness in my house. I will have peace in my house. I will have joy in my house. But the reality is, if I don't have it in me, then I can't give it. So I've got to have a relationship. Well, I'm saved, Pastor. I've come to the altar. But the Bible says that we're not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. What renews our mind? It's the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. You know, some people know the Word, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying they don't have the Holy Spirit. They're not allowing the Holy Spirit to conform them to what the Word says. You know, for years, I knew the Bible says to love one another. I knew the Bible, I knew what the Bible said about loving my enemy. But that didn't make it easy. I mean, you know, don't raise your hands. But have you ever thought about 
what it would be like to be able to do something to your enemy. Wouldn't you like to give them a piece of your mind? I wouldn't suggest that. You don't have that much anyway, but. Well, let, let me clarify that so you don't think I'm. I'm thinking about all of these people that are declaring, you know, there is no God and, you know, uh, the worlds and the heavens came into existence like this. And I'm thinking, how much does a brain weigh? I used to say three pounds. I looked on Google and the, Bi and the Bible and the Google says <laughs> that the average brain weighs 2.65 pounds. And you're trying to tell me you can figure out the universe? Oh, we put our heads together. It's just manifesting more stupid. Am I saying that? I better get back to righteousness and holiness, huh? Am I in agreement with my Savior and the Word of God with my thoughts? Do I think like He thinks? Am I in agreement with my actions? Do I walk in righteousness? Am I in agreement with... Him in my speech. Let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth, but that which is good to edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. Do you know that even when Jesus was accosting the scribes and Pharisees, he was still trying to bring them into the kingdom? Still speaking shock therapy. Sometimes if we wake up to reality and we see what we really are, then it will awaken us to what God wants us to really be. Thank you, Lord. Let no corrupt communication proceed from out of you. You know, if, if, if we would just apply that in the home, what, a wonderful, what wonderful homes we would have. Do you know when God created the heavens and the earth and he put man in the Garden of Eden, he expected man to expand the Garden of Eden and expand the, uh, and expand the kingdom. But of course, we know he didn't. He yielded to the enemy. You know, you, think, you might think, well, I've got Jesus in my heart. And so no devil can come near me. Well, why did Jesus say when the sower sows the words, you know, he says even the good ground produces 30, 60, and 100. If you're a 30-fold Christian, does that mean that 70% of it's all rock? Weeds. <laughs> kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness. Maybe you're 60 well, that means you, you've opened a door for 30% or 40, 60. Yeah, I've got, you guys are going to have to keep me, <laughs> keep me on my math. Well, I know this, 100%. Are you producing 100, 100 fold? Then you've got, yeah, that's all right, I'm preaching. 
So if I am a, if I am producing a hundredfold, I've got a hundredfold of good ground, then I've, then I've given no place to the enemy. I've got the kingdom of light on the inside of me. But, but still, Paul, the Apostle Paul spoke to Christians and said, give no place to the devil. Is it possible for you as a spirit-filled Christian to give place to the devil? The answer is yes. But the Bible says that we have authority over him. Hey, man, I'm happy. I don't know if I'm coming across that way. You know, Katie was, thank you, Katie was telling us about looking at God and seeing him smile. Well, do you know I pray just about every day for you? I take Sunday off. Now, if something happens to you today, don't blame me. It's a day of rest. I remember years ago, you want to hear a story? Years ago, we went on, we went on vacation. And something happened to a boy in the church, ripped his finger off. They, one, of the, one of the members of the church said, if you would have been here, it wouldn't have happened. If you would have been here, it wouldn't have happened. Well, I don't have that much power. Thank you, Lord. But I pray for you, and one of the prayers I pray is what God commanded Moses and Aaron to pray over the people of the, the people of Israel. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, the, be gracious unto you, give you peace. But it says that the Lord, uh, Lord lift up his countenance upon you. That is a smile. God does smile on you. God loves you. God, God is not, I was thinking about what's heaven really like? Do you want to really go to heaven if it's bummer all the time? Well, the Bible says that all heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. Do you realize how many people are getting saved every day? How much joy is in heaven? He even gets excited. He even gets excited when you when you turn around. Well, I haven't left. <laughs> you might have not have left physically, but some some of you might have left mentally. How many of you are already thinking about the roast <laughs> in the oven? How many of you are already thinking about what you're gonna do after church? How many of you are thinking, man, when's he gonna quit? This is just the introduction. <laughs> so, he says, Let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth, but that which is good to edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. Do you want the kingdom of God in your sphere of influence? Then start speaking things that God would say. You don't have to do it in King James. You don't have to do it in a way that even sounds spiritual. Sometimes, you know, this is just me. You don't have to act overly spiritual to be spiritual. If you have to act spiritual, then are you really spiritual? I mean, if you are spiritual, you are spiritual. 
If you have the Holy, if you have Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you are spiritual. And believe me, Jesus did not speak King James. It's real quiet in here. I think they spoke Greek and Hebrew and that sort of thing. I mean. Anyway, let's get off of that. Luke, the Bible said, in Luke chapter 6, verse uh, 45, and this is a continuation with let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth, but that which is good to edify. It says in Luke uh, Luke 6, 45, he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, Melody keeps uh, the house just wonderful. You know, she, if you come over, she wants us to dust, but everything's in order, you know. But she wouldn't want you to go up to my garage. <laughs> Just keep that shut. I don't go up to your garage. Yeah. Well, once a snake fell on my head, then uh, that, I lost all of my kids and grandkids. They don't want to go over to my garage. So that's where I can hide everything. But anyway. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If I am, if I am letting things, or if things are coming out of my mouth that are not kingdom minded, then I need to change what's in my heart. I need to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to, uh, as I read the word of God, to cleanse me. I like the scripture that David prayed. Well, it wasn't a scripture, it was a prayer. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. So we're talking about what's in your heart. What are you speaking? Let me ask you a question. What do you say when you're happy? What do you say when you're happy? What do you say when you've been blessed? Oh, that's when the praise of the Lord comes out. (laughs) Hallelujah. You get that check in the mail. Somebody blesses you. Somebody pays a bill. You go to the doctor and the report's better than what what you thought it was going to be. I heard a testimony on Friday night. A guy, guy went to the doctor. I, oh, I just have to really condense it because he gave a long testimony. But the reality is, was he was given a death sentence about his heart. And after a period of time, you know, he kept, he, I think it was prayed for, was he prayed for? I forget what. But anyway... He came back and they said, well, we got to take, he asked him to take tests. They didn't want to do it because the insurance wouldn't want to cover it. But he finally talked him into it. Make a long story short, they said, your heart is normal. Your heart is normal. 
What do you say when you're blessed? Well, what he said was, any door that opens to me, I'm going to tell this story. I asked a lady one time, when God heals you, what are you going to say? I told her to start preparing sermons in case an opportunity opened up for her to speak about what the Lord had done. What do you say when you're blessed? What do you say when there's harmony in the home? You know, what you say a lot of times will either make harmony or discourage harmony. But what do you say when there's harmony in the home? What do you say when you're rejected? Nobody here has been rejected. You know, there's a scripture uh, related to Jesus that some women could well, I'm sure everybody, but he was despised and rejected of men. <laughs> he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But the Bible says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He doesn't, he's not, he is not suffering now. Like I said, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Hallelujah. What do you say when you're rejected? This is what I say. I say that I am accepted in the beloved. I am accepted by my heavenly Father. I am accepted by Jesus. I am accepted by the Holy Spirit. I'm not looking to have men Accept me. I say what the kingdom says. I say what God wants me to say. And that will change. You know, you cannot control your emotions. How many of you can? Anybody here can control your emotions? But I'll tell you what you can do. You can speak what God speaks, and that will change your emotion. What do you say when you're angry? <laughs> Don't answer that. What do you say when you're angry? What do you say when you're depressed? I say the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, I've, I've started this little practice. I start dancing before the Lord. Not in front of you, because... Because you think that clumsy ox, he's going to fall over. But I do it by myself, and I do it before the Lord, and I sense the pleasure of God. What do I do when I'm depressed? I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You don't have to be a recording artist to sing to God. You don't have to be making CDs and whatever they're doing now. You don't have to make a cassette. <laughs> you don't have to make a, an album. The reality is, is you make a joyful noise unto the Lord and it will change what's going on in the inside of you. Do you know you have more power over the enemy and you don't even have to use the name of Jesus even though you can use the name of Jesus? 
If He tries to make me fearful, I decree that no, uh, I decree that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I decree that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. I decree that perfect love cast out fear. And He is perfect love. Turn to somebody and say, I'm loved perfectly. What do you do when you're off-ended? I like to say it that way. When you are off-ended, you're knocked, you're, you're, it's like you're knocked off your feet. You're off-ended. What do you do when you're offended? The Jesus, you know, the Bible, the Bible says in Luke chapter 17 that it is impossible that offenses should not come. You know, when uh, sometimes when UPS comes to the door, they want you to sign. Well, you don't have to sign. When offense comes to your door, you don't have to sign for the package. When fear comes to the door, you do not have to sign for the package. When anger comes to your door, you don't have to sign for the package. Thank you, Lord. So what do I say when I feel defeated? I have a song. We've been made more than conquerors, overcomers in this life. We've been made victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ. When trouble comes knocking at your door, don't be afraid, it's not like before. Brothers and sisters, don't let it bring you down. You don't have to worry anymore. We've been made more than conquerors, overcomers in this life. We've been made victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ. I heard that song uh, either in the the 70s, into the 70s, or early 80s. And I have not forgotten that song. And it's actually on YouTube. And the person that does it was actually a, a rock singer that got saved. Not that rock singers can't be saved, but anyway. What do you do? What do we do? We say what our king would say. We become, we get into agreement with him. What are you saying that's in agreement with the word of God? Are you in agreement with the Word of God or are you not in agreement with the Word of God? Am I grateful for what the Lord has given us in the Word of God? Through the Word of God, I I get to know Him. 
I get to know that he is for me. If God be for me, who can be against me? I get to know that nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Nothing. You don't have to look up the Greek for that. Nothing means nothing. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Do I take every opportunity to give thanks and rejoice in everything God's word says? Do I rejoice about what God says about me? Do you rejoice? You know, if, if we want to have the kingdom in our home, if we want to have the kingdom peace on the inside of us, then we have to be aggressive enough to go find out what God is saying. And then we have to be aggressive enough to say what God's saying. We have to be aggressive enough to think what God is thinking. We have to be aggressive enough to act like what God is saying. Let me just say this in closing, that it's not automatic. It's not automatic. Because the scripture says that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world. If it was automatic, everybody would be saved. We wouldn't even have to evangelize. Wouldn't that be nice? Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world, especially to those who believe. When I believe it, I talk like it, I think like it, and I act like it. I act like it. It's not difficult. I, I love what, um, what God says in 1 John. I'll repent uh, for going farther. I told you this is my last thought, but I have another thought. The Bible says that we are to keep his commandments, and his commandments are not a burden to us. If you think it's a burden to live for God, why do people run to Jesus? Because of the burden of the, of the kingdom of darkness. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful, Lord God, for the word of God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to bring the kingdom of God into our homes, into our thought lives, into our words, into our actions. We're thankful, Lord God, that we can extend the kingdom beyond our family. We can, we can extend the kingdom to where we go, to where we work, to where we play. Lord God, just by, uh, just by acknowledging you, Lord God, we can bring the kingdom. And so I thank you, Lord, Lord God, that Jesus said even to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray that. We acknowledge it, and Lord God, we not only memorize it and pray it, but Lord, we act like it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask the team to come up.